there's a, a, a controversy in Washington about yeah. exactly how do you handle the crime problem or is there even a crime problem? And, mm-hmm. and, and if you look at the, uh, it's really the moderates versus the progressives because there's mm-hmm. really not, not many conservatives at all in, in yeah. Washington. <laughs> not like New York. Uh, uh, it's interesting to see the debate too because it's not really along racial lines. It's more along political lines. Yeah. Hey, Ed. I'm... Hey, how you doing today? Thank you. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. It took us a while to get here. Sorry about all of that. <laughs> I think I figured out what happened. Let me oh. see. Let me put on Do Not Disturb. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you well. Yeah, I, I kept clicking okay when it said permissions. I thought it was changing it automatically. I guess it wanted me to go into the permissions menu and change oh, okay. That yeah. the problem. Okay, no, 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 I understand for sure. Um, but uh, definitely welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking your time out today to, uh, you know, be here. Um, and looking forward, you know, we can jump right into it. <laughs> I'm flattered you'd ask. Yeah. Um, what, what would you like to know? Yeah. So, you know, um, definitely, uh, you know, start off, you'll start off telling people a little bit about yourself. But before the, uh, you tell about yourself, you know, I'll introduce you um, just to kind of let you know, you know, how I came across you was just, you know, mainly like everyone else probably here in the DMV is through Twitter. Um, and I remember, you know, coming across Twitter, you're seeing all the different updates and you're learning like, oh, my God, you know, you're, you're getting everything in real time. And, you know, prior to the interview, you know, I did do research and, you know, I felt like maybe it's something that you just started. But, you know, you've been around for quite a while, I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I got started back in the days of I don't know if you're familiar. You may, may not be old enough, but the old text pagers back in the uh, the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was looking at some of the stuff on your website and I saw, you know, you interned at WSA in 92. That's actually the year I was born. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and when I interned at Channel 9, I was so envious where they got those uh, Motorola Advisor uh, text pagers. And, you know, this is back before text messaging was so popular and, and before there, everyone had cell phones. And, you know, this was so cool to have these uh, these one-way receivers that you get these text messages on. And it wasn't soon afterward that networks started to pop up a little bit like Twitter, uh-huh. where people like me who were sending out messages to groups of people. And we had one group back in the in late eighties, early nineties called the public safety network in the Washington area. And, and we, we had a good following. I mean, not like we do on Twitter, but it, it was decent. A few people from the media, a lot of ambulance chasers, insurance companies, things like that. Right, 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 right. Understood. Now, um, you know, I have to learn about your, your journalism background and the scanners. I know you have a, a big background in uh, information systems and things like that. Um, you know, just with this information that you're putting out and being put out in real time. And I also want to kind of get into, I know you may have some positive feedback, but I know there's also negative feedback as well. But just kind of jump in talking about, you know, y- y- the importance of, I know you, from what I read, you started off kind of doing it out of fun, but the importance of, you know, getting this information and getting out to the public. Because I know there's been information about MPD scanners being encrypted, and that's been like a whole nother debate. So kind of talk about, you know, your your angle with approaching to make sure this information gets to the public in real time. Right. It's a good point. Um, you know, it occurred to me some time ago, you know, unfortunately, in the, the, the uh, having worked in the in the local media in Washington, a lot of uh, you know they're tied up with a lot of big stories especially now if you look at a typical newscast it's it's covid it's uh january 6th 
it's uh, Ukraine. So these smaller stories that really worry people. Gunshots. I get two, three messages a day from people hearing yeah. gunshots in their neighborhood. They want to know why all that fire trucks and ambulances are down the street. Common message we get. And um, this is, you know, I'm trying to help. Uh, having worked at Channel 9, I take care of mom full time now. And I like to at least keep my name out there and uh, be an active participant in the new, in the news gathering process. I have, I think I have, you know, from my years of, of experience, I can help answer some of these questions people are having. Absolutely. And um, that's interesting. So you were saying, you know, you'll get people to kind of actually reach out to you asking um, about, you know, um, you know, about like, you know, violence and different things that are going on in their neighborhoods. Uh, number one concern are, are sounds of gunshots, explosions police cars and fire trucks parked down the street. And it's not just me. It's my colleagues, too. Uh, Larry, Derek, and, uh, right. and Phyllis and Cordell. Yeah, yeah. I saw that um, uh, different people, you know, freelancers that you work with. Now, you know, with that being said, and, and with, you know, people who want to know and want their transparency, even for myself, you know, because it's gotten to the point now where, you know, if I want to know what's going on, you know, usually I might type in Fox 5. Usually I might go on the app but like i just type your name in to see what's going on in the city and usually you know i'm sending it out to the family members and letting them know what is going on so kind of talk about you know um as i mentioned with mpd and maybe some of the feedback of you know elected officials where you know um, i was reading that some people were making a point of saying like you know hey you know we want to encrypt these radios because we don't want the bad guys to get a hold of them though but on the other end I look at it as, you know, the community is being aware of this information. So could you just kind of talk about, you know, like your um, I would say your 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 thought process on that. Like if, if today if this was the stop today where you weren't able to get these messages like and from your perspective, how would that hurt the public? Oh, if everything were everything left that hasn't already encrypted. I mean, we're already against major challenges as far as police encryption. Mm -hmm. Some jurisdictions across America have encrypted everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> that, I saw that, that. I saw. I think uh, Vegas and Tennessee were some of the uh, most recent ones. States who did that. Oh, uh, for everything. Yeah, but there's several. There's several examples of of, of jurisdictions that, like Orange County. Uh, they've, I guess, done everything. But uh, it's unusual to have a jurisdiction that's, that's encrypted everything. Uh, but the, it, it shows that we're going into a uh, a dangerous direction. I suspect, and that's. Uh, what, what the problem is, it, it's a matter of control. It, it's not officer safety. It's not not privacy. It, the main concern is control. If yeah. you're a and you come in and you say, how are we going to control the message? We don't want people to be calling us with this stuff at weird hours, asking about shootings and stuff. We're just going to control the message. We're going to give out the information. It's not going to, they're not going to come to us. Right. Ask and that's what it, you know, general consensus is. I mean, you know, the, the reason behind the reason. And yeah. so, you know, what 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 can we do? I mean, we have no legal justification to access information that isn't that's encrypted. We're at the mercy of the uh, the PR people, really. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely, I agree. And um, that's kind of leads to my next question I had was this, you know, have you identified a way of, you know, your position can kind of help fight the crime and help the community? Just meaning that, you know, since you are so transparent, um, have you connected with, like, you know, different ANC and different community leaders that are dealing with a lot of those issues that, um, you know, you report out? 
Oh, I hear all of us hear quite often from the ANC commissioners in particular in Washington. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, some regular ones, and they're quite active on Twitter. Uh, in ANC six, and, and uh, uh, you see them all the time on there, uh, and they're in the same. Uh, I guess uh, there there's a, a, a controversy in Washington about yeah. exactly how do you handle the crime problem, or is there even a crime problem? And mm-hmm. and, and if you look at the uh, it's really the moderates versus the progressives. Because there's mm-hmm. really not many conservatives at all in, in yeah. Washington. <laughs> not like New York. Uh, uh, it's interesting to see the debate, too, because it's not really along racial lines. It's more along political lines. Yeah. A lot of uh, black brothers, the guys, you know, saying, throw the book at them. And yet, you know, the white girls, are, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so you have this rift, and it's between the progressives and the moderates clearly in washington yeah. and i see i feel the frustration from the people and i you know sometimes get pulled into it they accuse us of uh of over publicizing crime mm-hmm. you know it's not that bad uh you know it's actually been worse uh we're, we're in i well we call them crime deniers <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um it, it, they look at it differently than we do. I mean, there's like half, you look at a half full, half empty type argument. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I definitely get that. Um, and, you know, I think, and I, and I you know, can see, because it's definitely, you know, the information that's going out there, you know, it's more of a, as you said, now in D.C., everyone is asking, how do you stop the crime? You know, is it getting better? Or, you know, um, someone may have a press conference and say, hey, it's getting better. But then we may look at your timeline from the last six, seven hours and that may tell a different story. So I definitely could see how that, um, you know, is a, a thing that, you know, we're kind of irritated with. Now, um, I also wanted to ask, you know, because when I, you know, follow you and I see the things coming on the timeline and myself being from D.C., um, you know, you have, you know, I saw that you went to school here, you know, been for a while. Um have, do you ever get emotionally impacted by some of the stories that come across your channel when you know when you listen to those channels? Yeah, it, it can be frustrating sometimes. Um, I would say I get this question often from people. And I think it's a lot like watching the newscast. Mm-hmm. And you don't know the people personally. It's not so bad. Or if you know you know the business involved or the people involved, and then then it becomes more um, more troubling for you. You know, but. Otherwise, it's a lot like watching the newscast, I would say. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, um, you know, I I think about that when when, um, just thinking about, you know, because some of the stories, you know, some things, you know, especially when you see children, teenagers, juveniles getting killed and those things. But since you've been in the media here in D.C. for such a long time and kind of something you just said earlier, was like, you know, is there a crime problem from your experience, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago? you know, from your perspective, would you say that the crime is worse than it was, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago? Yeah, people keep bringing up the 1990s, the early 90s, late 80s, I guess when we had the trouble in the, I'm trying to remember what years it was in the 90s. You remember Rifle Edmund and all the... Yeah, uh, yeah, during the crack epidemic, yep. Yeah, and, and then looking at it then versus now, I think a lot of the comparisons are interesting that, you know, while it the uh, murder rate may be storing, not nearly as bad as it was then. But the reason why people are getting killed now is much different, it seems, according to that report that came out. Mm-hmm. District government a few months ago. Yeah. It, people are not being killed so much now for drugs or money. It's 
it's over a petty dispute. Yeah. Individual or among the group, those are the top three reasons that people are getting murdered in Washington mm-hmm. or shot at or shot. It has, it's not a gang. It's not business anymore. It's a, it's a personal beef. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will see that a lot of argument, parking spot. I mean, it gets crazy. Definitely. Definitely. Um, do, and just wanted to, you know, curious as far as with the brand and the Twitter, um, I saw you on Instagram, so you have YouTube as well. Do you have plans to kind of like expanding this or is Twitter like continuing to be your main platform as far as getting that info out? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've all been, uh, struggling with trying to figure out where, uh, where to go. Um, and it's interesting because you have different demographics and, and different regions. If you look at the, I, I'm often in Delaware and there, they're almost Crime news in particular is on Facebook, heavily on Facebook, very little on, on Twitter by comparison. And here in Washington, is mainstream, I guess, is uh, Twitter. But if you look at, uh, say, the, uh, the the black neighborhoods and, and the other, you know, they're, they're heavily into Instagram. And you, know, you get a lot of good uh, information of, on Instagram, I think, and tips. For example, Avilas, he, he does the MoGo PG. He's always getting good stuff from from the people, and and uh, Derek from Kilmo News, he, he gets very well attached to the uh, the community that way. The thing is, I, I don't know with social media apps. I would love to be able to send to Instagram and Twitter at the same time. Yeah. And, I guess it's easier to go from Instagram to Twitter. Yeah, the, yeah. When you tweet from Instagram, you could connect it to your Twitter, and then it'll tweet it, um, tweet everything right out. But we don't have anything. I can't find anything that will go the, the other way, and it would be ideal for it. Right, and I'm sure there has to be something out there. <laughs> so you know, I, I always make the comparison of, of social media is a lot like drugs. That it, it yeah. varies. You know, it, it varies depending on the demographic and ge- geography. And that what's you know the the drug of choice or here this so, you know, I think in for news in Washington, it's Twitter right now. Okay, yeah, and and I think you know Twitter is more people go to Twitter more for news and updates and you know now they add it where you can add to the story and those type of things. I mean, I honestly use Twitter a lot if it's a you know when a Chris Rock and Will Smith thing happened or something you know relevant is going on. When you go to that search engine, it's going to bring up everything um, through that. So I can see that how Twitter's one um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if we're in a different geographical area, and you know, a different country, a different part of the United States, and you know, different demographics, they would be saying, "Well, no, we, we use Instagram, we use WhatsApp." <laughs> right, <mean>, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, you kind of go where the market is. I would love to get into other, uh, other uh, social media uh, platforms, but yeah. you know, it's so much to try to transfer information and then to handle it, you know, the messages coming back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one thing, Alan, too, I noticed when I first started following, I noticed that you have a um, you, you, you've worked in Rehoboth, Delaware. You have like the ties up there. Right. Right. I, I do have a report for WGMD during the summer. Um, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Rehoboth. I went to uh, school in Dover, Delaware State University. Oh, like small yeah. world. Right. Yeah, so we would go to Rehoboth Outlets, you know, every weekend, the beach, the food. That was like the, that was like a, a go-to spot for us. You know, it's not that much in Delaware, so as a college kid, that was like amazing for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of college kids come to Rehoboth, and, and they're, they're often in the news, uh, many of them. Right. Uh, and, and I know, yeah, and I know it's two different 
type of cities from size to politics, whatever. But have you ever, you know, just in your years of journaling, have you kind of noticed maybe some similarities between, you know, up there in Delaware and D.C., whether it's through media, whether it's through politics? I mean, I know it's totally different type of towns, but anything that you kind of like see the similar or ma- major differences that stick out? Uh, it's sort of a, a small uh, country town on the ocean versus a, yeah. a Washington dc and uh, the similarities that's an interesting thought because uh, i because i wonder is the trans is the demand for transparency yeah. you know high there as it is here in dc uh, yeah yeah well I, I guess the demand versus what we're actually getting right yeah uh, and, and as i always say and that applies to, to there as well as here you know and transparency is a wonderful thing until it's you they want to see through <laughs> and then all of a sudden you know the the uh once you become mayor or whatever, the, the whole idea is, well, oh, wait, you know, we yeah. don't, it's fine. We don't need it anymore. We're, we're, we're good, man. I'm in here. Trust me. So, <laughs> so I think that's uh, probably the general theme is that, uh, you know, transparency is wonderful unless it's you they, they're trying to, to see through. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because it's, um, I mean, those stories, you know, sometimes you see it, it's like, wow. And I know a lot of times when you're reporting out, it's like sometimes nonstop, nonstop. But, you know, I think it, it sticks out to me so much because I had an experience one time where I was um, actually working in the government and you would find out about just all the things going on in the city. And there were some things that I would find out about. And, you know, I would be like, oh, I didn't see that on the news last night or, you know, I didn't see that, you know, on the news last night. And maybe because it wasn't a broad daylight shooting or it wasn't something so crazy. But, you know, I just started to see like, oh, wow, you know, there are things going on that, I am, you know, that isn't being reported all the time. So when you kind of did come on the scene, I was like, wow, you know, we're getting everything. And I think it also came to like, whoa, like we're getting so much. Cause you're like, you know, you know, there's a lot going on in your city, but then you look and you're like, geez, like, you know, Uber driver, fire, school shooting. And one thing too, I like about it is that you covered the entire DMV. So it's like, you're not specifically focusing on DC because myself being a DC native, of course I'm more concerned about DC, but I've learned alone just through your page of, you know, the increase in violence has been um, occurring in PG County, which has been outrageous almost. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, our, most of our, our tweets or our, or whatever, just news dispatches are really focused by default over, over Washington and Prince George's County. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what we're, how we can possibly get the, uh, uh, things back on track and, and it's going to take a lot of work for you know, to get the crime down because other jurisdictions fairfax arlington alexander and montgomery by comparison it's not like we're not listening to them but we're just not have the volume of information coming out of there right 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 definitely definitely understand now um also wanted to ask you know just with your brand your career um, being in a, you know, working in the journalism field for so many years. Um, one thing about this platform, you know, is Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. The main purpose of this platform is providing people with that inspiration and motivation to kind of apply to their lives. So not just specifically someone who wants to go into journalism, but for someone that wants to really be passionate about something, stick to something, build their brand, work with their friends in that lane. Um, we call this the any means moment. Could you just kind of just share to some of the listeners, you know, advice on how to just really stick with something, getting something off the ground? I mean, because you're reporting crime. Someone may want to start report, reporting something totally different, but like just kind of giving advice on how to stay steady with something and, you know, continue to grow. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and uh, 
yeah, I, I, I do this out of as something I, I enjoy doing. It combines my different expertise or different experiences and things that I, and also being a full-time caregiver for my mother, I can do this from home. So, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's the thing I can, I'm, I'm able to keep my feet wet. I'm able to, to uh, share my expertise. I feel in, in certain um, areas like right, radio communication, as well as uh, experience with dealing with the police and fire departments in the Washington. Area. So you, you, you look for something you have a passion in. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a crime or public safety or even reporting. But it, if you look at all the great videos too, even on, on YouTube, like yours, and it's people who, who have a, an interest in something and, and their their willingness to document it and share it with others. And the thing is, you know, do you do it for money? Do you do it just for enjoyment or for ego or for passion? You know, it, so yeah, it, it's uh, it, a lot of people, though, you know, you got to watch out. It doesn't uh, consume you because, right? you know, you, you spend a lot of time just checking your messages all day long. Right, and, right. So that's probably the, the biggest problem, uh, you know, with uh, with this whole idea. I mean, you, you got to make sure it doesn't consume you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, this is also, I'm just actually thinking as we're talking. So say in a perfect world, and I say a perfect world because, you know, say if all the crime decides to see, say if house fires and things stop and all those type of things stop, what would you decide to put out there? Oh, you think if you, that's a good question. And I, I, you know, we have no problem coming up with interesting stories. Okay. I mean, you know, cat up the tree stuff. Yeah. Keys in the sewer. I mean, we, we, we you know, it, it's sort of like a, a news du jour. It's just, you know, the next item on the, on down the list. And right, right, you know, right. Whether it's protesters shutting down the highway. I mean, we come up with some oddball stories that are compelling. And, yeah. you, you know, that's what happens. You just you, you just you know, push up the next uh, the next compelling story that comes along. So it doesn't have to be doom and gloom all the time. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I, you know definitely glad to be able to interview because I said once I did my research, you know I've learned that you had a, a background in journalism. So I thought, like I said, I thought maybe you just picked up your, twi- your uh, phone, you're just tweeting out everything that's coming across the radio. But then I started to learn about how you've been doing this for a while. You've been working through the post, uh, you know, been featured in Time, um, worked at Examiner, all those different type of things. So really got to see like, okay, this is someone who really knows, you know, what they're talking about. And I think maybe that's why, you know, you, I think um, online when I see, you know, interacting with other news outlets or the feedback you get from people, I think you're probably well received as well because, you know, you have experience in that lane where you also know how to kind of, you know, move and communicate to the public, you know, from a media perspective. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, it's one of those things we're not and and this is true for all all my colleagues and i you know we're not traditional journalists in in this style of reporting where you you know you go to the uh, local governments and say hey you know what's the story here right if we were we would be reporting the same you know news everyone else's and that's yeah so we're out there on the cutting edge We're, we're doing yeah, it has a certain volatility to it. You, you know, you risk screwing up, making more mistakes. It's like a wire service versus a a newspaper. Yeah. And, and you look at the tradition of a wire services, and they're usually given more leeway when it comes to court cases because they have the same you know, restraints that we do. They they're trying to get information out, and and you know trying to get the story started essentially. The, the get the snowball rolling. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the stories would never make it, I think, uh, to the television or the newspaper if it weren't for, for my colleagues and I out there, you know, trying to get it initiated. Absolutely. I, yeah, I agree. I agree, man. And like I tell all the time, um, definitely thank you for the information and stuff that you do send, you know, send out. Cause like I said, I'm, I share it with my mom, family members, um, you know, your people going to work. And I think mainly the main thing, as we kind of just mentioned earlier about the, the, the violence and the things that took place, of course, back in the day and the drug wars, but the armed car carjackings, you know, as we see, that's really has been like super crazy. And, you know, it's not like it's, it's, you know, we see women, young, older, uh, we've had some unfortunate instances where people lose their lives. So, you know, that's always something for me um, as myself is being outside and moving around in D.C., but specifically for my mom and my grandma and those older folks and things like that. And even the other day, we saw the two dogs, you know, get robbed at gunpoint, myself being a pet owner. So, you know, definitely appreciate you putting that information out because, you know, just I can tell you one of many people, you know, that information is being passed around. And I think it's just helping people stay on their P's and Q's when they're moving around. Yeah, it definitely to be uh, people should be aware of their surroundings, and, and that should be the one of the most important themes that comes out of this. You know, locking their doors, the obvious stuff, but um, it, it, situational awareness. You know, and don't put yourself at risk going into certain areas at certain times. If you see something that looks looks troubling, go you know go down another street, avoid the conflict, and try to stay out of uh, confrontation. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. But um, yeah, I definitely appreciate you, um, you know, Alan, coming on the show today. Um, I'll give you this time if you have any information that you'd like the listeners to, um, you know, know. But I always tell people to, you know, uh, drop your social media handles so they can know where to follow you, staying up to date with the news. And um, you're always welcome to come back on the show. I'm, I'm flattered to be on here today. Thank you. Yeah. I, and it's not just me and my, my colleagues, too. You, you know who they are. Yep. We've got about half a dozen of us. And, and I like to think we, we support each other inspire each other to try to uh, you know fill in the gaps and, and we, we don't get everything even all of us working together we get some of it and uh one thing i didn't mention is that we have our own zello channel for, oh, for nice. news and uh you know breaking news and we love to have people who are interested on there either just to want to listen or, or people who perhaps want to help with the news process or see something so we, we would be you know, flattered to have them on there um okay. and have them contact me or look for uh, on, on uh, Zello at uh, Alan Henny for me. And I, I hook you up with my friends too. Okay. Absolutely. I'll definitely, um, some friends come to mind. I'll definitely send them your way for sure. Well, I'm flattered to be on your show. Honored. Thank you for having me. Okay. I appreciate it, Alan. You enjoy the rest of your day, your week. Um, and send him uh, well wishes over for mom as well. All right. We need it. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, definitely. So then we need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bent, you know, keeping faith, whatever, whatever. Definitely look to Ed, man. So, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. A lot of us, you know, look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and to keep us motivated. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.